On this episode of Athletic Training Chat, we have Rachel Deal, who is an athletic trainer who currently works in an orthopedic setting, but has done quite a bit in her career. Uh, what we're here to talk about today is Rachel's new initiative called Your Very Own Athletic Trainer, and we get into the details about what that is, why it got started, and why it could be really beneficial to a lot of parents or even uh, in the future athletic trainers working in per diem or club settings and really just providing good and solid information for these individuals to pass along when you're not there to be their very own athletic trainer. So we get into the details of that. Highly recommend you check that out as she's done a great job getting it started. As always, we are powered by Mueller Sports Medicine. We thank them for helping us out with everything that they do. And I also want to thank you, the listeners. Because of your listening, we were able to generate enough funds to get two Mueller recovery tubs out to uh, a small college and a high school uh, one in Pennsylvania, one in California, to get them a recovery tub for exertional heat-related stuff and also just for recovery. Uh, they've been using it for everything, so we want to thank you for that. Check out our social media for some of those pictures. But without further ado, please enjoy this episode. episode of athletic training chat today we're on with rachel deal talking about your very own athletic trainer uh very briefly met rachel at nata it was kind of in a busy crazy time but she swung by uh the mueller booth while we were kind of finishing up slash sort of doing the live podcast but ultimately got her hooked up with a copy of the athletic training daily journal uh she had referenced uh about starting up a project and really going all in on it, getting great feedback from people uh, at NATA about it being an important tool. And so now more months and time than we, I want to admit is good. Um, past then, we're finally connecting to really dig into what it is, um, and we'll cover all of that. But first, just want to turn it over to you to kind of fill in everything you'd like to on your background, and then we'll get into it. Okay. Um, yeah, I graduated from the undergrad program at the University of Evansville in 2003, and then I went to grad school at Florida and got my master's degree um, and graduated there in 05. From there, I went to uh, Mercer University in Macon, Georgia, where I spent two years and worked primarily volleyball and um, baseball. Um, from there, I moved to um, Central Pennsylvania and worked at Bucknell University, primarily women's basketball. Um, I had some other sport assignments as well. Um, and then I moved home um, in 2010, back to Indianapolis, and um, started working at um, an orthopedic clinic um, with the orthopedic surgeons. And initially, I worked with our concussion program and um, had done some outreach. And so I knew that we were kind of getting to the end of what I could do um, and continue to grow. And so something just dawned on me one day and I was like, why don't I try my own thing and see what happens? So here we are. 
that aspect of it rings so true because now I'm in a similar kind of place, you know, working with a surgeon and it's just kind of like, what else could I do here? And there's just not a lot of other opportunities. So I completely understand that. And uh, maybe we'll have a follow-up question on that here <laughs> in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I guess that maybe is kind of the first question as you kind of just alluded to is, you know, what inspired the creation of your very own athletic trainer slash what is it? So um, my neighbor is a high-level softball player. Um, she is um, verbally committed to go high-level D1. Um, she's like the number one catcher in her class. And, um, you know, she'd get banged up here and there, and her mom would be like, hey, can you look at this? Can you look at that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And um, one day, it was actually around Christmas last year, she was like, hey, it's like I have my very own athletic trainer. And I was like, hey, I wonder what I can do with this. And I really had no idea what, what, like what I could do with it or where to go from it. And so, um, but I realized after I looked online that there's not any information out there um, for parents strictly about youth injuries that is good. Like if you Google stuff, a lot of what I see is like not what we practice or not what's done in the office. And I'm like, there's just such bad information out there. Let's um, get some information for parents that's good. So sure. um, I had already started a business before and I was like, well, let's see what I can do with this. So what has been the focus so far? Because again, you mentioned just nine-ish months or so, you know, kind of into this, what got you started? Kind of what, what offerings, just kind of the whole synopsis of it, if you yeah, will. So I had um, started a business before and I kind of used that as a, um, uh, outline of what I wanted to do. So I knew I wanted there to be a website because people Google things. And so oh. the more Google likes your website, the more people can find it. And so um, I already knew all the little tactics behind making a website successful, SEO and photos and keywords and all of that kind of stuff. And so I kind of sat down and, and came up with ideas of things that I thought were important for parents to know and kind of started the website based on that. Um, Right now, it's just strictly educational. So there's videos, there's um, posts, there's um, there'll be more social media, but there's a lot of graphics, things that are easy to read. And really, it's focused uh, towards parents of youth. So kind of that first grade-ish up until high, the end of high school. So things on injuries, how to prevent them, what are they, how they're treated, um, the difference between different kinds of injuries, um, like why you would do surgery for an ACL and not a PCL, things like that. Sure. Um, things that are important that parents don't realize, like emergency action plans. Does your um, league have a lightning plan? Um, things that, that otherwise athletic trainers would do at facilities or for teams um, to make sure parents are aware that those things are needed. I just can already think back to just my work in our own ortho clinic that you know the questions you get that to you is just like we forget that because we're surrounded by it all the time it is just second nature and that does not compute out into the realm you know across a bunch of different things i think the acl pcl examples is a, a great one and one we run into a lot is the patient will read their mri report and read impaction fracture from like an acl when truly yes by definition yes 
but yeah. it's more of just that bony contusion that always occurs. And so you almost get this like sigh of relief to a degree because they still have a torn ACL that like, there's not just another thing that's added on to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and things like fifth metatarsal fractures, you know, you have three different things and parents don't understand the difference between all three and some of them you have to have surgery or you're just yep. not going to get over. And it's like some things, yeah, you can just wait and see, or some things you have to treat. And it's, so it's breaking it down for a parent and being like, no, really, this is, this is the best way that this is handled. So. What have you found? This is kind of off question and not one that we had, but found so far to be effective in, in that communication, you know, from the educational side, is it the videos? Does it seem to be the blog post that's a little more in depth? Is anything kind of standing out yet? Um, you know, I think it's actually the graphics because okay. they're, um, they're easy. Um, the, the videos are um, easier as an explanation, like it's for me to show um, sure. like the stretching and the taping and that kind of stuff. But I think that the, just the simple graphics, because I post regularly and so um, they're easy to remember. So I had actually a, a parent that I know said, hey, you know, my son plays at the junior high level and they don't have athletic trainer at the junior high. They do for the high school. And so I asked the AD if they have um, emergency action plans, if something were to happen during a game and they do. And I'm like, great, like you're actually doing what I'm saying. Right. So, um, but I think it was the graphics and the constant, like, just reminder, um, you know, a few times a week that, hey, this is what you should be looking out for. So I, I guess it's resonating. That's always a good thing. Um, yeah. Any specific aspect that you see, you know, from the emergency action plan to just the injuries, any specific topic, I guess, that has been the most? Um, it. I think it was the the lightning. Um, I don't think that that's something that people in their day to day really think much of. And sure. so um, when they're like, uh, as the parent, then, um, you know, when you're out in a facility that you don't know, it's like, yeah, what should we do to protect ourselves when we're out here? You just you just don't think about it. Um, and, you know, when you're at home, it's like, oh, yeah, you just go inside. But when you're out in an unfamiliar place, you don't you don't know what you're supposed to do in an emergency. And um Strangely enough, that parent and I were both at an event that had a weather catastrophe, as in people died. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, uh, it was about 12 years ago at our state fair, we had um, um, a storm come through and it um, knocked down a stage that was going on during a concert. And I think three people died and like 10 to 15 people were like severely injured. Um, and there was no plan. We sat, we were in the um, uh, bleacher state, the seating um, mm -hmm. when this just storm blew right through. You, we had no warning. You couldn't see it. Nobody said, came out and said, hey, you know, clear the area. And this big gust of wind came, knocked the support, stage fell. Um, so, yeah, that could be part wow. of the reason that's important to her. I didn't think about it. Sure, sure. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, those are the things that seem to be what triggers a lot of response. And hopefully that continues to help improve the overall system. Yeah, absolutely. What have you learned so far in just the short time that it's been up 
you know, you mentioned the graphics being some of the most effective, but anything other major takeaways really that you found and even because you're, yes, you're directly communicating with parents, but it's not, again, like you're the AT at a high school that's talking, you know, to the students and the parents on a daily basis. You're trying to connect on a completely different level, but have you found any lessons that you've kind of picked up so far that maybe those people in those other positions could utilize? Um, I think that trying to remain kind of clear and broken down on things and keep them as simple as possible. Um, I've had some questions on things and realized that what I said didn't resonate. Um, sure. I had somebody ask me um, for materials on something and I'm having a hard time figuring out exactly what they're wanting um, and how to give that to them effectively without saying, I don't know that that's important. <laughs> um, something that I, I think is pretty simple, but I'm um, having issues with trying to see what what it is they're really asking me for sure. and how I provide that to them when it's something that is is kind of minimal and I don't know that it um, even needs addressed if that makes no sense. I totally <laughs> understand because my kind of my next question and honestly this is kind of asking for my own personal just to you know pick your brain on it is you know, there's so much there can be so much nuance in so much of medicine you know like subtle things make a subtle difference and that can be a really hard part about providing education especially to a population that isn't dialed into it like athletic trainers are you know you just even referenced earlier the different you know there's kind of five or three different things with that fifth metatarsal fracture that you know all lead to very different things uh, the other one i just thought of that we have a conversation about a lot of times is, you know acl graphs because yeah. obviously depending on the surgeon they may have a preference one way or the other for a multitude of reasons how have you gone about trying to address that, you know, providing all of the information that you possibly can, but also hedging your bet a little bit, knowing that, you know, that may not be exactly yeah. what it is. Cause that's a hard thing to do while still building trust. Yeah. So what my, um, my goal in, in that, my approach is going to be to say, Hey, look, here's what these things are. Um, and this is in generalities. Nope. In general, this is why we do this one. In general, this is why we do this one. In general, this is why we do this one. Um, but knowing that sometimes things can be different. But I think it should also open a door for them to ask their physician or their surgeon, hey, in my instance, why are you doing this over this? Um, because sure. then they at least have information coming in and they'll understand down the road, like, oh, now I know why this happens. Like, this brings me back to fracture versus breaks. Um, that was my very first post because the amount of times I hear, and it's usually from parents, is it fractured or broken? And then I turn and I ask them, well, what's the difference? And they sure. stare and I'm like, because I don't know the difference. Because to me, there's not a difference. Right. But I want to know from them like what they think one is versus the other. And so it's it's a little bit of that. Like it's a little yeah. bit of um, this is generally um, how things are handled. And, but also knowing that as science progresses, like you referenced with ACLs, as science progresses, things kind of circle back. So whether the procedure's better now, or the material's better now, or the rehab is better now, um, and figuring out like, what's your long-term goal? Like, how old are you? Like, are you, what are you going to do? Um, you know, your plan down the road, like, 
five years ago, I would have said if I tore my ACL, absolutely. I'm way too active. I need it replaced. Now my level of activity is different. Do I want to go through an ACL rehab in recovery? I don't know. Like, but my activity is way less than it was then. So I may not need to do it. So um, I think that those are all the little nuances I want to at least touch on. Um, And so I've had to take posts and break them down smaller instead of like ankle sprain. I had to break it down because so I could touch on some of that thing without somebody realizing that this is a 2000 word post and I'm not going to read all of it. Yep. Yeah. Those get hard because you almost need that much in order to get that detail in there. But yeah, you can lose people pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the surgeon I work with, especially with younger kids, if they're active, yes, we look at like patellar tendon, but if they're thinking of a job in the trades, he may shy away from that and go quad to help reduce some of that anterior knee pain if they're going to be doing a lot of those things. So he's trying to take all of that into consideration and that can be good to know. Like I would honestly tell I started working with him wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And those are the things I just want parents to be aware of, you know, yep, things absolutely. you know that may not get translated to them or they may just go to the appointment and they may say, well, you're going to go into the trades. We're doing this. And they may not hear the other options. And um, I, I just want people to be able to understand what's going on to them or their child so that they can advocate and um, know and down the road, know what happened and what's going on. Absolutely. What do you see expanding in the future? You, you mentioned just educational now. Uh, which is plenty in and of itself. Uh, not that there needs to be anything added to that. But what else do you see like next steps? Where are you wanting to see this progress as it continues to grow and gets more following? Yeah, I would I would love for the website to become like the go-to resource um, for parents about the injuries. You know, um, somebody gets hurt and they say to their friend, hey, remember, go to your very own athletic trainer and see what she had to say about it. Or, um, you know, oh, let's look and see how we're supposed to manage this so that people just remember it off the top of their heads. Sure. I can't think of like a website that I go to that's like my go-to for everything, um, but something like that. Um, you know, and whether that progresses to becoming a, quote, expert and, you know, doing one of those segments on the Today Show or Good Morning America, not that I want to be on TV, but, um, you know, where they have experts come on and talk about yeah. things. Um, I think that, that that's where I would love to see it go. Um, I would love eventually for it to be my full-time job. Um, I There's a lot of work that still needs to go into it, and I probably need to outsource some things for that, but that's fine. Um, but I... I to, to try to think out of the box and and take athletic training a place that it hasn't been before and, and kind of see what happens with that and show athletic trainers that you don't have to take a crap pay job and, and just suck it up, you know, to be an athletic trainer. There's other options for you. Absolutely. Yeah. I could see just, you know, could you almost like make it a partnership with ATs across, you know, the, the country as you know kind of a go-to resource and almost have it self-generate just by people being like hey we keep seeing this as a trend and would need it to be addressed and so on and so forth i could see that being a huge resource yeah and parents or uh, you know athletic trainers in the high school they can send yep. videos to the parents hey look this is what what they need to be doing at home or um, for club stuff hey make sure you this is how you're taping ankle or, i mean just pulling out whatever but 
um, you know, this is the rehab videos that you should be working on. You know, if you get home and you forget, you can uh, go back to this video and watch um, what she's saying and doing. So, um, yeah, video, not, oh, a little scary, though. <laughs> video has its own yeah, unique <laughs> thing. We, we can chat offline and um, maybe we can find some way to help each other out on that stuff. But I, I also just, you know, thought that I had with you mentioned to return to play protocols potentially with videos in the future. PRN coverage, you know, going out to and covering something and somebody has something and they're asking you for what, you know, feedback and what they can do, you know, because they got whatever coming up, you know, if it's in the summer to be able to have the website or even like a QR code you could pull up for me, like, hey, you know, check this one out. This will at least help walk you through. I do a ton of that stuff with mobility videos from a guy I really like on YouTube. I'll send those to people because it makes way more sense than me trying to explain it yeah. or, you know, type it out in words or pictures uh, where they can now just go and reference it and they're short, they're to the point. And so that I could see that being a huge asset. Yeah. yeah. And they have things now where you can um, like subscription programs so it could be, you know, I could end up creating something like that. And then, um, yeah, club teams or a club uh, soccer player, for example, yep. well, somebody else is covering and it's like, oh, you know, your hip mobility is just terrible. Here's a program that can help for you. Here's just a link for it. And then they can go and register. So um, just, yeah, continuing to think out of the box for monetization <laughs> type purposes. For sure. um, that, that other... Um, you know, other areas are doing, you know, other small businesses are doing, other um, professions are doing um, that I think that athletic trainers need to kind of tap into and see those trends um, and not just uh, kind of be stuck in the, I have to cover this sport, I have to cover this organization type thing. So kind of another semi-curveball question, but just, you know, you had referenced early on, you know, you had started a business before, obviously you started this one. Um, also mentioning, you know, to ATs that there's other things out there. It doesn't always have to be that job. What advice or any recommendations would you have for someone who's like listening to this and going, you know what, I may want to start up my own thing. Like here's a need or whatnot. What would you say to them just since you've kind of gone through this process a couple of times? I'd say do it. Um, and even if it does, even if it fails, even if you don't know what you're doing, um, there's YouTube University. Um, there's lots of people to ask questions, talk to people, network, um, take advantage of every opportunity that you can. Um, I knew that the situation I was in was very frustrating for me. And I knew that I wanted something different. Um, I was, hand I was uh, handcuffed with um, salary and kind of, it was seven thirty. Oh, well, seven to six, essentially four days a week. Um, and that was in a clinic that wasn't even, you know, in a division one setting anymore. And so I was like, that's just not going to work for me. What else can I do? And, right. um, I wanted to be able to, I'm married, but if something happened to my husband, like I want to be able to support myself. I don't want to have to get a, a part-time job or something else on top of it. And so, um, I wanted to figure out what else can I do? Like what else is out there? And I'm not technically a millennial. Um, I'm older than, <laughs> than that, but, um, I think that the younger people have very good, um, 
thoughts on diversifying as far as they take things that they've grown up with and use it in other realms. Um, I see a lot of that on um, Instagram and I'm like, wow, I'm like, why did we never think of this? Why did this take so long to, for people to come up with? So any idea that you have is a good idea. Even if you think somebody's done it before, you can do it better. Um, you can find the one little niche that they're missing um, and you can uh, you know, kind of jump in on that. Um, read business books, um, do all the things. Um, and you'd be surprised at what might happen from it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that feedback. <laughs> it's also good for yeah. me to hear as much as anybody else who's listening to that, having, having tried to start up a couple of things and figure out what is and does and does not work. So. Yeah. Keep doing it. Cause you never know, you know, when the next thing is gonna, is gonna catch. So. And you, you take a lesson from everything that you've done before. For sure. You know, my first website, it took me forever to, to do it. This, my new one didn't take me very long. And I think it's 10 times better than my first one was. So um, I think that w if you if you really have the passion for what you want to do with it, it makes it a lot easier um, to, to sell yourself on it, to sell the business on it. It's just easier to talk about and it kind of just becomes you. Um, it doesn't have to consume you, but it just right. becomes and, and it's just natural at that point definitely anything we didn't cover about your very own athletic trainer that you would like to touch on I, scrolling through some of the questions i think we got most of them yeah the only thing would the only other thing i can think of is um i plan in the future to have like guests um posts guest videos you know other experts on things so if Absolutely. anybody has ideas or things that topics that they're like, you know what, I love this topic. I'm really good at this topic. I want to talk about this um, is to let me know and become a part of it. You know, I want this to be um, it's not just me. It's it's the profession. It's the website. So if anybody else is like, oh, I want to share this great thing that I have, you know, reach out and we'll talk about um, uh, what's the word I want? I'm not sharing. Um, working together i can't collaborating yeah collaborating thank you yep. i was like communicating. we'll talk about collaborating <laughs> on it. um because i think that the more people that do it and can share and teach i mean people learn different ways and by different people so i that's where i want to go with it is have as many people involved as i can awesome i think that sounds great and it's always fun to connect with people in that way as well yeah um ready for the athletic training chat questions sure all right uh first one is where do you see athletic training going in the next five to ten years um i definitely see it going that, that route of the more out of the box thinking um i think that the new young professionals are very tech savvy um and i they don't follow the quote because i said so mentality and i love that um i see it stepping into um arenas that demand better care for overlooked populations, um, whether that's inner city, whether that's rural, whether that's club sports, um, individual sports. Um, and I see it demanding the respect and compensation that it deserves because I think the market's going to require it. The young professionals aren't going to take the, um, I'm not going to get paid crap because you've always paid people crap type sure. things. Those jobs are, are not going to get filled, which I think is Sets a sets a standard, sets a precedent for it, which I'm okay with. Totally agree. I think you see that a lot 
you know, with you know, right currently, um, just you know, being a part of different Facebook groups, alumni groups, and people are out there struggling to find people, and that'll force the change to occur at some point. Yeah. If you could go back and give yourself some advice as a young athletic trainer, what would it be, and when in your career would you go back to? Um, I would tell myself that it's okay if your dreams change. Um, it doesn't mean that you failed. Um, the system really isn't built for you to have it all. Um, I my dream was to work high level Division One, probably women's basketball, and I got in that system and realized that it was not built for the success of any kind of support staff. Um, it's, it's really all about the coach <laughs> and, sure. and it's not even about the players. It's all about the coach. Um, and it was really hard for me because I knew I was not a member of the staff. I was independent. I was not part of the coaching staff. And so um, that was one thing that was really difficult. And as the athletic trainer, you're kind of the low man on the totem pole. And they said, sorry. Um, so, but it, it's okay. It doesn't mean you failed. It's just that that system for your expectations is not going to work. Um, do I hope that changes in the future? Absolutely. Is it that, that way everywhere? No, but I wasn't going to bounce from school to school to figure it out. <laughs> um, so I just moved on and I'm making something for myself that's different. And um, when that's successful, then I know that I'm good. So um, I didn't fail. <laughs> now, so much resonates there uh and a similar thing I, I thought i wanted to work high level football never actually really got there uh ended up at a d3 institution had a lot of fun working football there you know good scenario tell things changed that didn't weren't going to make it sustainable and then it was time to go to the next thing so i i feel that one a lot yeah yeah i think as other athletic trainers we um put in our heads that so much of our worth and value is based on um, the success of a program at whatever level. And I think that that's crap. That has nothing to do with us necessarily um, and how good we are as athletic trainer or as people. Sure. Um, so I would love for that to, to kind of go away. You know, if, if people could get over that and see that that has nothing to do with how good you are at, at being an athletic trainer. I totally agree. Yeah. You know, not taking away from any athletic trainer that's worked with a highly successful program. Obviously they've helped figure something out, you know, to make things work. But with some of those programs, you could drop in a lot of different people and the results going to be about the same. Right. You know, just it, as much as we do bring that benefit, there's a lot of pieces that could change from other people around the room. Cause there are so many good that, you know, there's only so much you can do as the AT that's really good gonna influence that that outcome right. yeah you know you don't make play call decisions and you know that kind of stuff that can change at the end of a game that can you know make a win or a loss so um, or recruit or any of that fun stuff yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely what has been the most influential resource that you found in your career um i would definitely say peers um and people who work in other arenas other than what i'm in um you can start to see trends um, that are happening happening across everything. Um, you can ID the pain points in across the whole profession, like hours or um, like competency and that kind of stuff. 
And then you can bring in things that have worked in other places and see if that's going to work for you in your setting. So the, I think that being able to network and, and use peers has been the, the biggest um, influence. I like it. That's a pretty common one and for good reason. <laughs> As an AT in your role, how do you take care of yourself? Um, I try to set realistic boundaries. And I think that that was something that I did not have early on, um, which led to a lot of frustration for me. Um, and kind of that, um, back to my advice, I'm kind of feeling like I failed. Um, and I have to decide anything that I take on or I go to do, like, what am I giving up? And is it worth that for me? Mm -hmm. um, having weekends or um, spending time at home in the evenings like is it worth giving up to take something else on like I would love to you know participate in the NCAA tournament again it was so much fun and you sure. can see all these places and you have you know you get your little pin and it's like but what am I giving up to try to do that and it it's just not worth it anymore you know if, if, am I going to pick up covering um youth football well I kind of like watching football on Friday on Saturdays during at home, you know, so I don't know the best thing I want to do anymore either. Um, but what does that mean then? That means that I have to work hard to find something that works for me. So the balance, being able to set boundaries and really know what I want um, is probably the biggest way that I take care of myself. I like that answer. If you could change or eliminate one thing, could be a modality, a common practice, a mindset in the field of athletic training, what would it be? I would say the mentality that it has to be the way it is because that's the way it's always been. Um, that's one of the things that I hate the most. Uh, most people say they, the, the generality don't like change, um, but I don't know that that's the case. Um, when I was in school, you had three routes. You could go to high school, you could go work in a college, or you could get your PhD and teach. And if you didn't do any of those three areas, well, then you just left the profession. Sure. Um, and I, especially now, it's like those, none of those work for me. So um, there's so many things now that athletic trainers can do. Like our set of skills is so good um, that we need to continue to think outside of the box. Like what else can we do? Like what other skills do I have? What, other, what else do I like to do that I can take my athletic training skills and, and use it for the betterment of everybody? Um, and I think that we're going to continue to, uh, collaborate with experts in other fields, whether it's IT or business or whatever, and continue to come up with ideas that, that really, um, advance the profession and take care of, of athletes. Last question. What does being an athletic trainer mean to you? Um, I, athletic trainer's job is to take care of the athletes. Um, if everything that we do is focused on that, um, then we can't go wrong. So we're not an assistant coach. We're not a support staff. We're a health professional. Um, we've been trusted to take care of the athlete, help them get back to the game they love, the sport that's paying for school or bringing a salary in for their family. If every decision that we make is based on what is best for the athlete, we can't go wrong. Period. <laughs> I can't argue with that one. I'm very. Yeah, I that's succinct. I like it. Everything, every decision that I make, you know, especially in a college setting, was what is best for this athlete. 
Um, and if it's not best for them, then I have to step in and say, no, you know, is this going to hurt them? No. Well, okay. They may not want to do it, but it's something that they can do, you know, especially in situations with coaches that are tough. Um, Mm -hmm. that's what I have to think about. Um, it's situations with weather you have to think about, um, situations, um, you know, with treatments and that kind of stuff. Like, is this what's going to help them? And if not, then it doesn't happen. Makes sense to me. Um, anything else that you want to share as we wrap up? And then if there's after anything else, um, just where people could reach out to you, connect with you, uh, and go from there. Yeah. Um, I, I believe that athletic training is truly a calling. Um, it's difficult and it's thankless. Um, school can be demanding. Um, I stepped away from the profession for a while to deal with some health things, but I couldn't ever stop being an athletic trainer. It was so ingrained in my head, everything I saw, every game I watched, every person I watched walking, you know, kind of by. Um, and I think that that's why it's important to continue to expand the profession um, to areas that are outside of those traditional um, box of expectations, because you're going to lose people um, who are good and who can really contribute. Um, and so continuing to expand is going to keep them and help everybody. Um, traditional settings aren't don't work for me, um, but I feel like I have a lot to give to the profession and athletes, um, but also I have to take care of myself. And that goes for any athletic trainer. Um, so I'm not gonna, I'm not forcing that square peg in that round hole anymore. And I'm just gonna do me and see what happens. Like it. (laughs) If people wanted to connect with you, follow you, where's the best places, we'll link it all up in the episode page, but just so, um, we had it. Yeah. So, um, the website is your very own athletic trainer.com. Um, it's all spelled out. Um, on Instagram, it is your underscore very underscore own underscore AT. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn as Rachel Deal. And um, there is a LinkedIn group, I believe, for your very own athletic trainer. Um, and then um, all the contact information can be found on the website um, on the contact page. Awesome. And again, we'll link all that up for everybody uh so if they want to connect on that we definitely will have that there well it was great to finally actually get to connect after we had to reschedule a couple times uh (laughs) looking forward to potential collaborations in the future and until then uh we'll catch you next time all right thank you thank you for listening to this episode of athletic training chat hope you have a lot from Rachel, some great ideas coming. Can't wait to see what it does in the future. Uh, it could really be a nice, solid platform to help continue to promote the athletic training profession. I want to thank again our sponsor, Mueller Sports Medicine, for everything they do for us and also for athletic trainers in general. Thank you to them. If you haven't checked it out yet, we have the Athletic Training Daily Journal out. If you've been curious about journaling, want something tailored a little bit more to the profession, check it out. If you go to clinicallypress.org backslash shop, you can find a downloadable 14-day trial. Zero payment info required, but you can kind of see what it's about. And then either get the PDF version right there or find the book on Amazon. But thank you again for listening, and we will catch you next episode.